Welcome to the Transformed Teacher Podcast. I'm Meredith and I'm in your corner. This podcast is designed to help you transform from overwhelmed to overjoyed. If nobody else tells you today, you rock. All right. Welcome to this episode of the Transformed Teacher Podcast. We have a really special guest with us today, Jocelyn, and I don't want to mispronounce your last name, so I'll let you say it. <laughs> it's Ao Young, so I'll teach it in the teacher way. It's like Ao is, and I got her and Young, opposite of old. <laughs> awesome. Great. Okay, wonderful. I've got that down. Jocelyn Ao Young, who is a life coach, and she guides women to live fully in resonance with who they are as they engage with their lives. And she is a former educator. She's been an educator in the public school system for 18 years as a classroom teacher, an instructional coach, and a reading interventionist. And she's experienced the trials and joys and her own awakening through her teaching journey. And I connected with Jocelyn on Instagram. I can't remember when or how. I just know that we've been in each other's orbit for a while. And I just knew that I wanted to have you on my podcast for a while now. And I'm so glad we're making it happen today. So thanks for being here, Jocelyn. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's, it's a joy. I'm excited for our time together. Yeah, me too. So tell us a little bit about your background as an educator and how you got started in life coaching. Yeah, so I'll start with education. Actually, becoming a teacher was my second career. Um, I first started when I came out of college. Um, I wanted to be an investment banker, and I tried that, and I realized that wasn't my passion. I felt this kind of intuitive calling to go into teaching, and I just followed that calling, even though it was scary, and knowing, like, coming from working in investment banking, you make a lot of money, and we all know as teachers, like we put our heart and soul and our, how we get compensated is not equivalent to that. So that was a scary move. Um, but 18 years later, I'm, I, it was the best thing of my life. It was also hard. It was challenging. Um, and it led me back to kind of remembering who I am as a person. Um, It's taken me 18 years to find myself again because I lost myself in the profession, which is so easy to do. Like you lose your identity, at least for me, I lost my identity of who I was. Like I, I just, you know, was doing everything that was asked of me. I didn't have any boundaries. I burnt out a couple of times. And that actually has led me, led me to Um, It led me to therapy for myself and then led me into coaching and coaching was the next step of my healing process of finding myself again. Um, And so I have grown so much and it's been such a joy in my journey in coming home to who I am, who I was created to be. both through the journey of therapy and then also into coaching. And that's why I want to give the gift back to, um, you know, women. And I started with teachers, coaching teachers, because that was, that's a huge part of my life. Like I am always a teacher at heart, Um, but I wanted to give that gift back to others, the beauty and the amazing um, journey that you can receive through coaching. 
So that's kind of like a short <laughs> explanation of my journey. I love that. And I love how you, you talk about how you lost who you were when you were a teacher and mm -hmm. you rediscovered it and you help your clients do the same. And I really love that because I feel like we live in a world that tells us that we need to be fixed and that we need to change. And um, could you speak a little bit more if you care to, if you, if you feel um, comfortable? Yeah. Because I, I relate to that, like, um, and I know so many teachers do um, around losing who you are, not just in all of the extra paperwork and duties and demands, but like in that moment of teaching, I think sometimes we can lose who we are. Like, we, I don't know if, if you relate to that at all, but um, mm -hmm. how, how did you lose who you were when you were teaching? Um, I don't want to strike a nerve, but yeah, uh, but I feel like if you share, it'll, you know, make somebody feel like they're not alone. So, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I'm going back to my first year of teaching, mm -hmm. you know, I'm brand new. I was pretty young still um, in my twenties. And I, you know, I was probationary, you know, your first couple of years, you're not fully permanent teacher. Right. Mm -hmm. And there was this fear of, um, one, not doing the right thing Two, I, I don't want to be seen. These were the narratives for mm -hmm. myself. I don't want to be seen to not be a team player. Mm -hmm. Um, when I got asked to do things, I felt like I didn't, for me, I felt like I couldn't say no, because one, I had my own fear of disappointing people. I didn't want to disappoint people. So I had the tendency and it's a conditioned tendency to put others above myself, which really affected my own worthiness. Like I, um, I allowed myself to feel inferior to other people, like whether it's my boss or even people I worked with who are veteran teachers. And there was a lot of um, comparison. Compare and despair is a, a phrase I use a lot. I used to compare myself and wanting to be the be like the best. And I would do that at all costs. Mm -hmm. And that would be at all costs of myself, my truest self like what was best for me? I never, I, I remember I would, I would feel in those moments when I would, would be asked to do something outside of my normal duties as a teacher, right? Extra committees or extra duties or staying late. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember quite a few moments where it's like, you're tired, you need to go home. Mm -hmm. But quickly, like, I had this really strong narrative like, oh, but you're gonna disappoint the other person. And that fear was so much greater than my inner voice that was trying to tell, that was trying to take care of me. Mm -hmm. And so I really led a lot of my first 10 years of teaching, like playing into that fearful voice. Mm -hmm. And because I, I was afraid, I was afraid. I didn't wanna lose my job or I didn't want to seem like I wasn't a competent teacher, that I didn't care about my students. I cared about my students, mm -hmm. but the external work, like doing the work externally was more, it was, was very conditioned in me. That was, that meant more than me, myself, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So 
I let, I allowed myself to do that. So I take full responsibility. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to be like victim. Sometimes there was like, I played the victim role, like, oh, poor me. But at the same time, there was a response. Like I recognize now looking back, there was a responsibility I had. I allowed myself to be in that place. And there's no judgment in that. It's like, that's where I was. I didn't know any better. Now I know. Um, And so like, I get that, like for, for anyone who's starting in the profession, yeah, there's fear, there's fear, disappointment. And also now I know it's like, I can't control the other person's Mm -hmm. reaction if I decide to do what's best for me. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard. Even now as a veteran teacher, even when I get asked to do things at a bigger level, like at a district level, it's, it is hard to say no, because there is this narrative like, oh, I don't want to disappoint mm-hmm. the board, or I don't want to disappoint the director, mm-hmm. or I know I can do it, but is this best for me? Yeah. Is this the right time for me? So um, I, I got into a place where it was, I was living in that place where I was living the life of someone that was listening to others versus listening to myself mm-hmm. and so I I left teaching and that's when I had my two kids I left teaching because I I heard that voice so deeply like choose your kids mm-hmm. choose your kids mm-hmm. I didn't plan on doing that I remember when I was pregnant with my first kid I was like I'm gonna still work full-time I'm still gonna be on these committees I'm gonna be the team leader of the grade level team and when I had my first kid it was a big wake up call of like, this is your, this is your child. Yeah. And I have, and I tried to do, I tried to do it. I tried to continue working. I tried to be that teacher that I had in my mind of who I wanted to be, mm-hmm. which is the egotistical self of myself, right? That was my ego. Mm-hmm. And eventually I got into this place where I wasn't in a good place. I lost I lost my why for teaching. Like I love my current principal who always talks about let's remember our why mm-hmm. because I had lost my why. And so, and that really impacted the way I was, I was as a teacher in my 10th year of teaching. And when I was a young mom too, and come with that and hearing that voice, choose your family. I chose my family. I chose myself. And that was the beginning point of my healing journey and also my breaking point because when I left I don't know if any of teachers can resonate with this when I left teaching I was like who am I because I saw myself I am a teacher that is my whole identity but when I left I was like who am I I'm like wait a second I'm not Mrs. you know how young anymore so that was really hard. I had to find myself again. And it is, it's still a continuing journey of finding myself and being present to myself and my truest essence and my soul. And um, I'm back in teaching. I'm six years back in teaching. And now it's like, yeah. Got that wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, well, I've been, it's actually, yeah, 17th, 17th, 18th year. I, I can't, I can't keep counting you guys. <laughs> yeah. 
but like it's been a long time like it's it's been a journey it still continues to be a journey but I'm in a a really grounded place as an educator um and I will let you know I I decided to resign from education but in a different place than when I when I left the first time I'm in in place to resign where I love the profession I do I could continue but now I hear this voice that there's another season of life for me mm. and so I'm following that and it's bittersweet and it's like it's a hard transition to do that because I love teaching. There's so much joy in teaching and it's also very hard right now. <laughs> yes. I'm going to recognize that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so yeah. that's how I describe that. Yeah. There's so much there that you said that um, is awesome and inspiring. And I love how you kind of distinguished between the real inner voice of, of who you truly are, your essence versus the fear-based ego that wants to keep us safe. And when you talked about compare and despair, I really, really resonate with that. Totally. I think a lot of teachers can relate to that. And I definitely can. And I would just love to know what advice you would have for a teacher who is having a hard time choosing the courage to follow her or his or their inner voice of um, true, true self versus that fear driven, egocentric, you know, um, wanting to, I had another podcast interview with Dawn LaRue. I don't know if you've heard of her, but um, she, she wrote a book called Ripple Effects. It came out um, a couple months ago. You would love it. Um, and she talked about how when we're faced with fear, we either, uh, there's the fight or the flight. And then she also said that she's heard from, I can't remember who she attributed it to, but it was like fawn. We fawn, you know, like um, we say, oh yes, yes. I, you know, I don't want to, I defer to you. You're superior. Like you had said before, like you felt like yes, you're, you're above me. You're the department chair. You're the principal. You're better than me. You know, that, you know, and it's like, I think a lot of teachers do that and to our own detriment. So I would love to know, like, how do you find that courage to follow your true self, your inner voice of who you really are, you at your essence. And then when you talked about finding your why, um, what are the benefits of, of finding your why and following that inner voice and that, that courage inside? Um, how do you do it and why is it worth it? If that makes sense, that question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to that question. It's a very, very deep and very lots of facets to that question. I love it. Um, I'll talk about the courage and the fear and um the fear is, I'm just going to be real here. The fear is real. <laughs> the fear is real. It will always be there. And I'm not saying that as like a, wah, wah. <laughs> you know, like it's just acknowledging that that is always there. Our ego is always there. You can call that our inner critic or, you know, um, I know I've talked about that quite a bit. Um, but that fear is the fear is there and it's how do we engage with the fear 
-hmm. You know, how do we engage with the fear versus, I love what you mentioned, Dawn, the ripple effect, like, you know, fawn over it or you fight or flight. And it's, it's, I find that engaging how you engage with it, you get to choose. You're always in choice. And I learned that from one of my mentor coaches through my coaching program is just you get to choose of how you want to engage with the fear and i notice when i fight it it actually the fear gets actually bigger <laughs> and it becomes more stronger and i um and if i deny it which for me it's like i am very much i don't like confrontation so confrontation with the aspect the entity of fear for me it's like no <laughs> <laughs> like that it actually, it also lets it be stronger too, because it's like, oh, you don't want to engage with me. Um, so for me, it's, it's coming to this place of uh, stillness, of being present to discern the fear and asking myself, like, what is really true in this moment for me? Um, and what is this fear trying to tell me? Is it, you know, like, what is true for me in this moment? I, not, and just a simple question about that. What is true right now with the fear that I'm feeling? And what do I want to do with it? You know, do I want to just sit with it and let it pass through? Which I actually find is very therapeutic and very healing is just to really feel through the emotion so you let it pass um, and then come to a place of like stillness and presence to yourself mm -hmm. so that's where you can like hear your hear your ego part of you versus your you know a lot of spiritual teachers talk about your conscious your conscious side of you, your consciousness and I call that you know for me it's like my my being my truest essence that that part my grounded part, grounded place of me. And then sitting in that place of, okay, how can I make a dis choice in this moment that feels rooted, that I'm not reactive, which is all those years, those first 10 years, I was taking action from a reactive place, which is I was not grounded. I was not centered. I could not be in that space place of stillness and presence to discern between my ego and what is true and so like asking myself like what is true in this moment what is it that I need mm -hmm. that's best for me and then recognizing my emotions like okay I feel really fearful right now and I can feel my for me when I feel the fear my heart beats really fast and sometimes I get really sweaty <laughs> me too sweaty hands <laughs> sweaty hands and, and I start talking really, really fast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's, that's how I know the fear is there. Um, and I just need to like slow myself down the mindful breathing, just one conscious breath mm -hmm. or go for a walk to kind of like clear my mind and not so much think about it and just ask, okay, what is true? And just that moment, that pause, what is true? Mm -hmm. And recognize like, okay, I feel the fear, all right? I can go down that path, let it, let it flow through. Mm -hmm. And then 
come to a grounded place, a rooted place. So um, yeah, if I could just three things, just give yourself a breath, the conscious breath, feel the fear, ask yourself what is true, what is it that you need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, so I feel like as teachers, we go through this and we suffer silently and it's getting better thanks to social media and, you know, there are more resources coming out and the teacher yeah. self-care revolution is, you know, in full effect. But um, to what extent do you think teachers can be prepared for this? And to what, to what extent do you think that we just got to go through it and experience it and learn through the journey of, um, you know, the compare and the despair, the not being able to say no, the fear, the, you know, the burnout. Do you think that it can be avoided or do you think that sometimes we just have to go through it and, and then we learn that way? Or because I, I feel like when I was in my education classes, they kind of touched on this a little bit, but I didn't know what the heck they were talking about. I, I mean, I didn't know what, what Parker Palmer, like my favorite author for about education. I didn't know what he was talking about until I was in it. And then I'm like, oh, that's what he means. And so do you think it's something that teachers can really feel like equipped and, and prepared for before we go into the profession? Or do you think we just have to kind of go through it and then learn the hard way? I don't know. I keep throwing um, these hard questions at you. Sorry. Yeah, no, those are, I love these. This is, this is so fun. Um, something I, I'll share what I've been learning through um, my own journey, but also through watching others and also through learning through different spiritual teachers mm-hmm. is suffering and challenges will always be there in our lives. And those are in a life free of suffering. And I'm going to quote this. This is really from like, you know, you can listen from like Deepak Chopra or Eckhart Tolle, um, all of those spiritual teachers. Um, they, they, a life free of suffering and challenges is we wouldn't be able to be given the opportunity to um, learn more about ourselves or as you know a really bug we're right now awaken right um to what is meant for us um and so we can learn about it through teaching credential programs like i don't remember actually i probably remember maybe learning a little about it like teacher burnout or <laughs> but we can learn about it but actually the greatest lesson is through the experience of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, the challenges and this, and I'm going to say the word suffering, which sounds really like <laughs> heavy, but, um, but that is, that is where we have the opportunity to choose to grow from it. Um, and as the spiritual teachers awaken from it. And so, you know, I don't think it's avoid. I don't think it's avoidable. I think it actually is a great opportunity for us to experience as educators, but also to share that with our students. You know, just our journey of how we encounter the same, you know, anxieties that our students experience, 
the same, you know, similar um, thoughts like that they experience and, and normalize and normalize it for them. Like, it's okay if you feel this way, because I feel the way that way too, or it's okay. It's, you know, totally normal that you experience that challenge because I experienced it too. And what a great opportunity to engage in a way where you can see something more about yourself, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that is an opportunity to expand as a human being and expand your experience of life and what life has to offer. It's almost like these opportunities that we are experiencing as teachers is if I didn't experience all those things um, as an educator where I've been working and I love my district. My district is amazing. Awesome. <laughs> and they are, you know, I, and so, but I still experience my own challenges and those were opportunities for me to come home to myself. Those are opportunities to expand and free myself from the condition, conditioned narratives or stories that I held and free myself from the, the grip of my ego, ego and the fear, you know, and be able to discern and recognize those emotions that come up and those narratives that come up. But I wouldn't have been able to experience that and expand and grow as a human being if I didn't have those experiences. And that's the same with our students. Like they, they have these opportunities and we have, I mean, what a great, op like, I feel like it's such a privilege to be an educator, to walk alongside our students, to kind of hold that space for them and like walk with them and say, let me share with you my life and maybe you find some connection in that. And like, that's such a great thing for us to, as educators to be able to do that. Like mm -hmm. what a gift, it's a gift, mm -hmm. like, and it's a joy. Um, and it's also hard. So I'm just gonna say that it's also hard because it also sometimes triggers some things in myself too when I have conversations with my students about things that they, are going through as well because it's like oh I see myself in them mm -hmm. yeah um, um I love everything that you just shared and um one of the things that um I always feel kind of rejuvenated by <laughs> about your Instagram whenever mm -hmm. I see you you post something on Instagram if I, if I could just like think of one word to describe you and, and what, what you kind of the energy that you bring, it's always just simplify. I feel like you just simplify things <laughs> and um, it just seems like from what you've shared today, we get all of this junk, like mentally and physically that we think we've got to carry. And what I, what I get from you, the energy I get from you a lot is just simplify, like, like, let it go release and recognize, you know, what's what, what's your fear? What's your ego? This is hard, but we can do it. <laughs> and, um, tune into the spiritual guidance, tune into your inner knowing. And, um, and when you do that, you can, you can see more clearly what you're dealing with there. But mm -hmm. I just, um, I just love everything that you have 
every time I see a post that you have, I just smile because it's like, it's exactly what I need in that moment. And um, I, I feel like you're a real blessing to the, not only like the teaching community, but to women in general. So I'm really glad that you're coaching and doing your thing and helping so many women. Um, so what are some ways that people can find out more about what you offer and learn from you and, and work with you? What would you, what kind of resources do you have? Yeah. So I just rebirthed my new, new website. Cool. It's jocelynaoyoung.com. Um, and on there, I have two opportunities to work one-on-one with me. Um, I do have free clarity coaching sessions, which I only offer at certain times of the year. So um, you can um, you can click on the link on the website to be notified, and I can give you um, my new website, Meredith. Um, I'm typing in chat box right now. Yeah, yeah. So let me. I can do that for you. Um, I think I got it right here. I think I got it. So we're good. So, and then there's just a a transformational coaching experience for people who feel called to um, go on a journey with me um, to transform an aspect of their life or just finding themselves again. Um, That is the work I'm really excited about to do with, um, in the past I worked with teachers and now I'm expanding to women of all ethnicities, ages, professions. Um, One of the free things I am building right now, and if you live in California in the Bay Area, I am (laughs) so jealous. I love that whole area. Like I love it so much. I can't even explain. So (laughs) I'm building well, you need to come out, Meredith. (laughs) Okay, I'm doing it. (laughs) We're building a community, a free community um, of women and to engage in the practice of presence through the mode of hiking. So connecting through the natural energy and healing elements of nature and practicing presence to ourselves, presence to nature and the way it's going to, how that's gonna um, flow out and impact the rest of your life and the people that you engage with, but starting with yourself. And so there, this free community is for all women. We're gonna be meeting once, one Sunday a month for two hours mm-hmm. and um, practicing together and engaging with each other and supporting each other. So I'm thoroughly excited about that. Um, really just being divinely led to how this community is gonna um, grow and be. So that is that is my first free offering for those who live here in the Bay Area cool. in California. But. Awesome. I love that. I love hiking. So yeah, <laughs> and I love hiking in the, in the Bay Area. Um, we did have a question in mm-hmm. the uh, Facebook uh, page. Cynthia asked, do you ever get overwhelmed with the amount of self-help? And I think that kind of goes back to what, what I said before about how you really tap into the inner knowing and the divine guidance and simplifying, but is there anything that you'd care to add to that question or? Um, yeah, I'd be curious to ask, you know, um, what she means in terms of self-help, mm-hmm. like in terms of what tools, 
And so I'll, I'll just go on the assumption of the generalized definition of self-help, like self-help tools, self-help books, self-help podcasts, all the things. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 And all those things are great tools. Mm-hmm. I, I like to say like all those things are great tools, even like spiritual books are all, they're all great tools. They're all self-development, self-growth, self-help. Mm-hmm. And the question I would pose is what is what of all those things, what is it that resonates and feels true for you? And it does become overwhelming because there's so many, so many ideas and so many advices. Um, and at some point, and it becomes overwhelming because it's a lot of information. Mm-hmm. I also like to term it as, I'm going to put in quote, noise. Mm-hmm. And so how do you want to filter out all of that to determine what is true for you. And so that I would invite just moments of an stillness that could be in meditation, whatever that looks like. Meditation doesn't mean you have to sit in a low, you know, yoda, lotus pose in yoga <laughs> or like, you know, uh, I, my meditation is, is through hiking mm-hmm. by myself solo yeah, and yeah, I mean, that's why our paths have crossed. So, um, so it's whatever, whatever that practices is inviting that stillness for you stillness, like freeing yourself of thoughts. And that's really hard. I'm just gonna let you know, it's a practice. But finding that place of like, you have all this information. How do you give yourself space to just be with what feels true for you? And sometimes that takes like, okay, let me try this on this tool, this advice that does, you know, is that helpful? Mm-hmm. And so, but for me, myself, it, it was, it is overwhelming. Even all the spiritual teacher stuff is also overwhelming. And I, I have to create space mm-hmm. to just be. Yeah. To, to process it and mm-hmm. sift through and filter out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I agree that meditation can be so powerful with just um, clearing the mind and just um, getting in touch with the breath. And, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. I think that's a great way to get back in touch with who you really are versus the ego and the fear and all of that. So I agree with that. Yeah. Um, well, I will put links in the show notes to Jocelyn's website, how to sign up for her newsletter. I just signed up for your newsletter. I don't know why I wasn't already signed up, but, (laughs) um, and then you can also follow Jocelyn on Instagram at J O C E L Y N dot A U Y E U N G. Is that right? Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, she's always offering just the right amount of inspiration and motivation. And I just really appreciate your wisdom today and your honesty and thanks for keeping it real and (laughs) so glad to have you today thank you for being here (laughs) thank you so much Meredith for having me it was such a joy and so fun yeah awesome all right well thank you all for joining us for this episode be sure to check out Jocelyn's work and if nobody else tells you today you rock and we'll catch you next time talk to you later Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Transformed Teacher Podcast. 
you're ready to thrive with less stress and more joy, I've got a lot more resources for you over at my website, thetransformedteacher.com, where you can grab your free digital copy of my latest book, Freed to Teach, Seven Keys to Thrive in an Era of Uncertainty. It was a number one new release in education problem solving, and it's been called a must read for any educator. If you're ready to experience a better way to teach and live, then let the tools in this book help support you. You'll find out exactly how to go from overwhelmed to organized, from frazzled to focused, from burned out to balanced, from stressed to streamlined, from exhausted to energized, from purposeless to passionate, from chaotic to calm and confident. So when you infuse your life with the secrets you'll learn in this book, everything changes. You're a teacher for a reason. There's a different and better way. Now's your time to become free to teach. So head on over to the transformedteacher.com to get your free e-copy. If nobody else tells you today, you rock.